The human body is incredibly resilient, especially with advancements such as modern medicine. We can survive and come out relatively unscathed from some pretty horrific-looking issues. So why then are we so adept at permanently modifying said meat suit? Why is it that we can make changes that don't just fade into nothing? Shanti's here as our representative of those of you with a naturally curious mind, and I am D.R. Cox, a scientist and researcher for the last decade in regenerative medicine, vaccines, and nanoparticles. And this is Breaking Bad Science. So, we're going to start, I'm just going to throw us right into the deep end of extreme body modification. Have you seen Alien Man? No. This is so. Hold on, you got to do a Google search. You got to type in just like Alien Man or guy who did body modifications to make himself look like an alien. I mean, is this uh, is this similar to the Barbie woman that did all the modifications to look like a? Oh, this guy looks like he literally made himself look like an alien. You got to see this. Yeah, too. no, I I see it. That is that is very alieny. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I. I guess, like if it's if it's what you're into, right? Yeah, man. I mean, that's the most extreme, but it's so interesting because we think of body. Someone says body modifications, and you think like plastic surgery, like right. getting implants of some sort, or you think about that on the more extreme end. But I mean, body modification could literally be like getting in your ear pierced. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about where this came from, right? So. Um, one of our listeners, uh, a friend of mine reached out and sent that email that I read a few weeks ago. Um, just very ranty, uh, about all these different things that essentially related in one way or another to body modification. He was asking about, you know, things like why do piercings, um, you know, just sort of heal instead of being rejected? Why do, you know, tattoos stay? despite the fact that you can get a huge scratch and it goes away, right? Things like that. Uh, do you remember me reading that email? You, you just told me someone asked about body modifications. You didn't actually read the No, email I read the email yet. on the podcast. I wasn't listening. That checks out. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought maybe we'd go through it a little bit and just talk about like, I don't know, I guess each different thing. I sort of looked up individually what it is that um, sort of causes some of this and I guess why you do you have the email handy so we could just read let read, yeah. read it off. Do you want me to read it not? again? Yeah, read it again. This is the right. episode it's about. So Reese's email says, "Why don't my ears reject my plugs as a foreign object but heal around it and stretch? How do tattoos heal and stay but you can get fairly good scratches on your body and it doesn't appear to alter the, the area? How do boob jobs work? How do fat implants work?" Won't the fat just get absorbed into the body? Are facelifts just chopping off a section of your face and stapling it back down with less? Does my body produce more skin or does it just stretch? Like, does a 150-pound person and a 300-pound person have the same amount, but one is just thinner? Uh, how can you do a hair transplant with hair from a different part of your body when the hair looks, feels different, where it is? Would you willingly chop off an appendage for robot parts if the tech was right? Really dumb question, but do different skin colors tan differently in the sun? Like, I get really brown, but does a black person get blacker, or does their skin just get a brown tinge to it? How does my hair change color in the summer? Uh, my arms, legs, hair in, um, in dark black in winter and white in summer. 
going back to my first question, why can some people pierce their lip like 10 million years ago, have the, that piercing out for years, but still just pop one in? But if I had mine out for a few hours, my body would act like a B-rate Wolverine and heal itself up. I do remember that now. Yeah. That, made, that, that checks out. There so, we go. So that was the ranty email we received. So thank you, Reese, for that. Um, you know, a lot of these questions are pretty simple. Some of them are a little more complex. Um, okay. So I want to uh, maybe I'll just start with some of the simple ones, right? When That's we talk about um, one of the things that he asked about is tanning and your hair changing color in mm-hmm. the summer. Yeah. The reality is they're both the same thing. So as far as tanning and the idea of different colors of skin, the you actually have melanin. Everybody's skin, for the most part, has melanin. Um, a lack of melanin is what causes basically albinoism. And so um, having melanin, you um, your, or your skin has the ability, your skin cells have the ability to produce that melanin. And so mm-hmm. the sun hitting your cells causes your body to produce more melanin. Melanin is sort of a way for the body to um, fight against UV damage. And so uh, more sunlight causes more melanin to be produced um, in order to sort of fight the the more UV that you're being exposed to. Uh, in that case, some people naturally have more melanin, right? And that's what causes people to have a browner tint skin or a darker skin all of that is melanin based. And so while the same effect is true, you know, regardless of what your where your skin starts, if you are outdoors and in the sun more, your skin will want to produce more melanin. Your skin cells will want to produce more melanin regardless of where that melanin concentration starts. But um, there is sort of a limit to just how much you can have. And everybody's cells are different. And that's sort of associated with obviously um, ethnicity and and things like that have a huge part in what that sort of um, highest concentration you can have of melanin. And then when it comes to your hair, the opposite is true. The sun actually causes your hair to lose melanin, which uh, causes it to turn lighter. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah. The the last one I only found out this week from doing the research. I didn't know that one. That's why people get like natural highlights in their hair when yeah. they spend a lot of time in the sun. Yeah. That's, huh. Yeah. Well, there we go. Yeah. And, cool. uh, um, you know, I think that's probably, I didn't look into this, so I am spitballing, but I assume that's why, um, gray hair happens over time is that you end up losing, um, the ability to put, get melanin in your hair over time. And that's why you start producing just gray hair essentially. Yeah. It's also interesting. I've, I, I like, one one thing that you didn't look into is like why some skin tones, like very fair skins, are more prone to get fre- to freckle in with with um, exposure to sun. Yeah. Whereas other people just they just brown, right? Yeah. Like a lot of folks who are from like the Mediterranean, Iberian areas. If you look at a lot of folks who um, ethnically are like from Italy, like southern Italy or Spain, um, yeah, not all of them, but a, a good majority are. They, they tan really well, right? They, yeah. they, they spend time in the sun. Their skin gets just more olive brownish. Uh, and people who are like from up north, right, or northern, western Europe, I, I, if people would come to mind, it'd be like Irish, Scottish, or mm. Norwegian. You know, people 
they get they get burnt easily. They turn red and then they freckle, right? Yeah. So I'm I, I, I'm curious about that, but I know you probably didn't do the research there. But that's an interesting thought there. So yeah, I didn't look into it specifically, but realistically, um, it may just be inefficient melanin production. And so you have some cells, some clusters of cells that do a really good job of producing that melanin, but the cells around it aren't always you know doing a very good job. And so you end up with these clusters of areas that are trying to produce melanin at a rate that would help um, prevent the body from damage, but those cells around it aren't producing at the same level. And so those cells that, you know, essentially end up being freckles are those that are just better at producing this melanin and it's just the, just find them in clusters. And so in the sun, they're going to produce even more the same way they normally would. That's very possible. Yeah. So some of the other questions uh, I don't know. Uh, of those questions, was there one that that particularly interested you? Um, I mean, we can talk about why like certain people reject piercings versus others don't. I would assume that has to do with immune response and like some individual difference in genetics, but um, also like the cleanliness of the procedure and how clean someone keeps yeah. their piercing afterwards. But I guess that is interesting. Like somebody gets a piercing, it just heals up around the piercing. It doesn't just get infected and push the piercing out, you know? Yeah. So realistically, um, there, this is sort of an interesting concept and I had never really thought about, um, that there was even really a question there. Um, and, and, you know, so thinking about it, the research that I found it, you know, pointed me in, in what should have been a pretty obvious direction immediately, um, which is that the immune system does try to fight it. Uh, essentially the putting in something metal like that, the immune system will try to push it out for the most part. It will try to get rid of it, but keep in mind it's closed on both sides usually. So it has nowhere to go. So what the body does is because it can't get rid of it in a place, especially like the earlobe where it's um, completely skin. um, There isn't cartilage in there and, and um, things like that. What it's going to do instead is basically just close off the, uh, all sides essentially. So it's basically just going to heal in a circle around that. And that's because avoid infection. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's exactly what it is. It's trying to um, close off the body in, in any way that it can. So in this Your case, body is building a wall. Yep. Yep. So in this case, it's, it's only option is to close around it because it has no direction to push that because regardless of what direction it would try to push, it just pushing it back into your body some way, right? When you when you talk about the earlobe, because it can only push in a direction um, uh, parallel to the direction it could grow. So, right. and even then, even if it could push the other way, it's closed off on both sides. So it just has no way to push it out, right? Right. Um, the other option is um, sometimes the body, if you had a small enough piercing, it got infected, something like that you could actually encapsulate it. And so you might have uh, basically a cyst or something grow over top of it and try to encapsulate that thing where the body would then try to break it down, essentially. Not very common. You know, I mean, we understand piercing so well. Piercing has been done since as far back as we are aware, you know? Right. Um, and uh, so when you talk about that, these sort of superficial piercings that people get. So if you think about like these ones under the eye 
or the ones at the top of the chest or, or things like that, right. where they're superficial piercings, those can sometimes be pushed out because of that, depending on how they're anchored and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And maybe there's some individual variability in people and who's like a better host versus that. Because I've heard yeah. that some, you know, some people just aren't good with piercings. There are yeah. people who just any piercing they get, like, like if it's one of those superficial ones, it's more likely to get infected than, you know, other folks. Yeah. And if you're, you know, if you're allergic to metals and stuff like that, it can have an impact. Um, some people, I think, got piercings with brass at one point. Um, and we're unaware that brass is a porous substance. And yeah. I guess it, it creates holes large enough for cells to grow through. So your body would actually grow through the brass and essentially it would be anchored into you. Damn. Yeah. That one's not a good one. Uh, I believe it's brass that, that that happened with. So yeah, Yikes. not great. Um, so yeah, some of the other interesting, some of the other sort of interesting uh, questions here are are stuff that that is just a little odd. You know, the idea of things like um, fat transplants, transplants, and then um, you know uh, the combination of that with with uh, like boob jobs, right? Um, oh, so that's like when people like take fat from like their like. They, like they'll get it removed from like their waist and put it in their butt or something yeah. like that. Or yep. Okay. So the, I mean, his question was why won't the body just basically absorb that fat? Just, um, and the reality is that it will, and, and it can to a certain percentage, but that in a lot of cases it will still increase the overall size of where it was put at least by some, it's not going to be by the amount you put in there. But it will be by at least some because it's not going to to absorb it all. It's not going to resorb it all. Yeah, and I think the other piece to that, I I believe that fat when you increase your caloric intake and you increase the amount of body fat you have, the fat cells themselves are growing rather than re, than multiplying. So when you displace fat cells and put them in another place, your body reabsorbs them, but now they're relocated there. So it's it, I, I want to say that the body's not very efficient at growing uh, new fat cells or the process of apoptosis. What is that? Apoptosis. Apoptosis. Yeah. Yeah. I I, want to say that's just, it has to do with like the way that that works too. They're just growing and shrinking when you gain or lose fat um, rather than dying and reproducing. Yeah. And, Um, and, and with that, you know, if you're somebody who, has a lot of fat in one location and you put it somewhere else, unless you are doing something that's going to cause the body to use up that fat, it's still yep. looking for the same amount of fat, you know, at, to use as it normally would. So unless yeah. you, I mean, if you're a highly athletic person, you know, you're going to lose all that fat probably eventually Regardless. anyway, you know, and right. it doesn't matter where it gets put. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But all you, all, all you did is, I mean, you're, you're technically, if you take fat from one part of the body and put it somewhere else, your fat caught to your body composition didn't really change. Right. You, you just, it, it's just, you just did an aesthetic surgery and now the fat cells are located somewhere else. Yep. Maybe for, you know, it's, it's clearly, it's not what nature thought was the most efficient place to put it, but, but you know, it's where you thought it was. Exactly. Um, That's so, what matters. Um, 
and that kind of leads us to the 150 pound person to 300 pound person um, and the skin size, right? Do you know the answer yeah. to that one? So I, I didn't quite understand the question. Can you repeat yeah. that question? So he's saying that does everybody just sort of have the same amount of skin? Everybody, you know, with a similar height and things like that have the same amount of skin. But as you get um, heavier, um, that skin just thins out and stretches? Or do you actually grow more skin? Oh, man. I would think that you grow more skin. I think, but I don't know. You do. Yeah. So Uh, you you absolutely do. Yeah. Um, And you can see that by if somebody does gain a lot of weight. They have stretch marks. And then when they lose a a lot of it again, that um, they will get stretch marks because some of their skin did stretch, but they will also have extra skin because the body hasn't totally resorbed it yet and re-increase that elasticity. It will happen. It will happen over time, and they will lose a lot a lot of that extra skin, but they often will have a lot of um, sort of extra skin right out of the gate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, I, I want to say, uh, obviously, like the rate at which someone loses weight affects that. If somebody loses weight extremely fast, they're more likely to get skin folds and stuff like that than if yeah. they lose at a slower rate, giving the body a little more time to readapt and reabsorb. Yeah. Yeah, because your your body needs that time to um, get the right elasticity for the size that you are, and you know, sort of uh, eat some of that skin that you know that that you have that's extra now. It'll basically break that down and and know that it's not required anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was actually interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Another one was. Oh, how can you transplant hair? From one part of the body when it looks and feels different. Do you know the answer there? I actually don't. That's actually an interesting question. Uh, the reality is it doesn't change. So you you are basically just transplanting hair that, that does feel and look different, you know? So so if you, like, had a bald spot on your head and you took, like, your, your butt hairs and put them on your head, you just nice. Yeah, that's correct. That is exactly what that's like, yeah. But where do they usually take hair from for those transplants? I don't know the answer to that. I didn't look deeply into the hair transplant thing because I knew enough to answer the question and was not interested in the rest for the most part. I was going to say, because what if like your hair on your head is like very soft and thin, but your body hair is all really wiry. So you like have to then choose between, well, do I have a bald spot or do I just have like a puffy cow? Well, and, and you know, that's for some people, it's not really a choice, right? If you have, you know, uh, um, something that causes a big loss of, uh, area of skin and you have to have a skin graft from somewhere that readily reproduces skin, you know, that's. The reality of the situation is that the hair in that location on that skin graft is not going to grow the same way as as where it was before. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, and, you know, a big part of that is because the um, stem cells and the, the cells that produce that hair are located in that skin, essentially. So that niche that's created for those cells is in that area. And so there's just nothing that can be changed about that. That's interesting. Yeah. What was another one? Probably the most important one to me. And I got to be honest, I'm really curious about your answer on this one. Okay. Um, well, first, let's talk about the last question, which was the piercings. 
and um, how some people, they can pull theirs out and be able to pop a piercing back in. Um, whereas, you know, somebody else, it might just heal up. Mm-hmm. The reality is just people are just different. You know, some people individual difference. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just that simple. Like there's, there's really nothing else that we understand about it. So some people just heal at an incredible rate. Some people don't. And, and in this case, when it comes to the, the body is just closing that up. It's just trying to prevent anything from being able to get in. And mm-hmm. some people are just more efficient at it than others. All right. So most important question, would you willingly chop off an appendage for a robot? appendage if the tech was right okay if the tech was right i yeah, mean so here... we're imagining we're um luke skywalker here right and yeah. you know he waited for what how does dan cummins put it he waited for tragedy to get a sweet robot arm what an idiot i know right <laughs> <laughs> or what who's that character from mortal Kombat? is that Jax? Jax has the metal arms i think yeah yeah. Yeah. Or or Will Smith from iRobot. So, yeah. What is your would thought? Would I do? Uh, would I do it? Hmm. Well, here. I mean, I, I suppose it can't hurt. Like it, it would be cool conceptually. It would be cool. But then, the, what sports is going to bar me from? Right. Like then that that. Do you that play becomes, sports professionally? I don't play sports professionally. So then why do you care? We're talking to you Maybe. right now. Right now, but I, that, but I want to chop anything off. Like, what are the long-term benefits of that? I guess is it still functioning? You know what? If I had to say now or never, sure. Let's let let let, let let's take out like the lower half of my leg, um, so that my knees don't destroy me completely when I'm like 80. Nice. I know. I would also probably say my my cervical spine. If there was a ver- if the tech was right, like just I'm just thinking the places that really fade and suck to have when you get old. I would say cer- like my neck, like around the cervical area of the spine, knees, right? Like even just the lower half of the leg, you could get rid of that too. Wrists, I guess. It, yeah, yeah. If, you know what? Why not? Like the 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 limbs from like the elbow out, from the knee down, and then my neck. Yeah, yeah. Why not? All right. So that's, I mean, you're going basically cyborg at that point. I am, I'll lose the right hand for sure. That, that hand's going to become useful. I'm going to have a finger with a torch in it. I'm going to have, you know, one that I could turn into, you know, just have an incredible grip strength. Just be careful with that torch finger during your personal time. (laughs) (laughs) Got to have this utility hand. That's all I'm saying. I'm I'm all about it. Absolutely. So there you go, Reese. I wouldn't even question it. I'm I'm losing one hand. Yeah. All right. I mean I mean what? that's that's what it comes down to for me. Like it's if it's like get them now because when you're older your body might reject them and you won't recover from the surgery at that point. Yeah. I yeah. Guess why not? And you know. you know the reality is I think people are all different when it comes to that. I think a lot of people probably wouldn't uh want to want to modify anything, you know. Um, right. unless tragedy struck, but I don't know. I, I like it. I find it interesting. Well, I guess the one thing is that as your body breaks down, your joints stop working as well. You, a lot of people gain rheumatoid arthritis as they age, or they yeah. just like, you know, gravity catches up with all of us and it's harder for the body to reproduce cartilage. Yeah. A, a, a one thing to, that's, that's good to think about is quality of life as you age. Right. So it's like, okay. 
when's the optimal time to get a surgery in your life when you can recover from it without risk of complications. This is and if it's this is so ridiculous. I'm just talking about sweet gadgets, bro. <laughs> no, I think about, you're absolutely. I think you're absolutely I'm right. About longevity, no, man. I mean, you're like, not wrong, but man, that's so nerdy of you. Well, I'm just. I, I mean, hypothetically, we. Uh, the real answer should be: people should replace every, almost every joint yeah. in their body, like every joint. Yeah. Maybe you know you could probably keep like your tibia, but like your shoulders might need to you replace them now. Yeah, replace your hips now. Replace your knees now. Your ankles, your wrists, elbows—just all the joints make them make them robotic, so yeah. that you don't have to rely on cartilage, which naturally wears out. Hell, you, you could be like 85, 90 years old gardening like a champ because your joints don't hurt you. <laughs> yeah, no, yes. I get it, man. I've had two knee surgeries and a dislocated shoulder, man. It's. I would definitely love to not have to deal with that again. Yeah. yeah All so, right. Okay. So the final question, uh, how do tattoos heal and stay, but you can get fairly good scratches on your body and it doesn't appear to alter the area. You know the answer? It, it, it has to be the level of dermis that the uh, ink is penetrating towards. No, somewhat, you know, they, you, it does have to get down in there farther to the point where it'd be, but you can't, you can't put that ink down far enough to where it would scar. Or then that's going to be a scar and that's going to change what the tattoo looks like, right? Okay. So the reality is it's it's the ink. Your body can't push out the ink. That's really? why. why not? I just a just a substance that dyes the cell in the cells in the area themselves. That's why they do fade over time. So your body yep. does does push it out a little bit, yeah, but it, it will... just doesn't do doesn't do it efficiently. Yeah, it will break down um, a bit over time, but yeah, it's it's a very very inefficient process and more likely associated with the changeover of those cells, and those cells are changed over so um, infrequently that it basically doesn't fade. That's actually really interesting. Yeah, who would have thought? <laughs> so yeah. Uh, a lot of interesting questions. Um, I, I thought it was kind of cool to receive an email like this. It's just uh, a bunch of different questions, all, you know, um, kind of tailored around the same idea and uh, give us the opportunity to to answer some burning questions for somebody. So, and maybe some others had the same, uh, we're, we're curious about the same things. So what do you think? I thought it was fun to cut, to, to cover those. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you, if you like this, follow us on, um, Spotify, Apple podcasts, whatever, Google podcasts, Stitcher, whatever it is that you listen on, um, follow us rate review. If you can, it'll help people find the podcast. Uh, if you, if you have questions, you know, you want to send a ranty email like this, reach out to us at feedback at breaking or message us on Instagram or Facebook at breaking bad science podcast. We'd love to hear from you guys. I mean, just think about it. You one email, and you will literally influence an entire episode. <laughs> it's true. Just saying, you can have a whole episode dedicated to one idea. All to yourself. All to yourself. <laughs> All right. Boom. Thanks, guys. This has been Breaking Bad Science. Break, 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 break,